Monday, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay, that's Saul, that's Espo, and of course, as a reminder, as we mentioned last week, Gerald is off this week, so he will be rejoining us next week, just so everyone not knows. Let's not, let's rejoining not overpromise and underdeliver. You're gone then. Gerald comes back and then I'm leaving. So, we'll you just know who like doesn't trade. take vacation? These two guys. You mean you're not going to be gone? In the next, not in the next checks, mo- notes, not month in the next and a half. Nope, not in the next month. <laughs> I'm here for you, people. Yep, he's just not here for training camp. Yeah, who needs oh, it? How about that, huh? Yeah, we don't So need I guess that. there's only one guy that doesn't leave when it counts, baby. <laughs> let's let's not get into that. I mean, we could literally like have this pissing contest for an entire hour if we wanted to, but I don't think true. that we should. Probably wouldn't make for great content. No. But welcome in, everybody. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. You know who had a great weekend? Us. We did, but also Team Bahamas. They had a great weekend. They beat Argentina 82 to 75, and the national team has advanced to next year's Olympic qualifying tournaments. And they were led, of course, by DA and Eric Gordon. And it was fun. Can we talk about this for a second? These guys go through all this hard work. They beat Argentina twice on their home court. And what they get is the opportunity to play in another tournament to maybe get in the Olympics. I mean, that's, that's just, just the, the way the cookie I, crumbles, I suppose. That's just the deal. I don't. I they beat the number four team in the world. They were ranked like fifty fourth, fifty sixth, and they beat them twice. That should count for something more than just that. I mean, I get what you're saying, but. It is what it I is. It. I get it. That's the <laughs> I setup. Don't, I and, don't know. And they're proud to, to get to their country you. to this to this step. I you know, and and hopefully they go out there and they perform well next year because this was a fun story to watch and seeing how excited they were to win that tournament, to know that they punched their ticket, to know that they did their their home country proud or their country that they have roots and proud. I think was a lot of fun to watch. With these yeah, guys. absolutely. And it was a lot of fun to watch Eric Gordon and DeAndre in within these games as well. And we'll take a look at their stats from Sunday night's matchup. Eric Gordon, of course, uh, had a phenomenal night. 27 points, I believe, is what he finished with a team high. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, DA finished with... 10 and 21. Eric Gordon had 27 on six of seven <laughs> three point from? shooting. <laughs> Is that from the first game? We got if, the graphics a little wrong. If Go back and read the notion. But Eric Gordon had 27 <laughs> points, six of seven from deep. DA had 10, po- uh, 10 points and 21 rebounds. But the one thing that was really cool to see within this game, too, was. For one, DeAndre, in, there were a couple rough stretches, right? Mm-hmm. But yes. we saw him stay locked in. We saw him being vocal in the huddle with his teammates, which was really cool. And then when it comes to Eric Gordon, we saw him do things late in that game that we hope we get to see multiple times this upcoming season where he fully took over and willed them to a win. Agreed. I mean, listen, I think overall you got to be really impressed with what the Bahamas did Um, defensively. I thought that's where D.A. shined the most. I thought he was very active. He was engaged. I know that's a big buzzword for everybody. Um, And listen, you come down with 21 rebounds in a game. I don't give a shit if if you score two points. That's significant. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody's been clamoring for. Can he be that dominant guy on the glass? Can he be a defensive stalwart 
to anchor your defense uh, the the same kind of way he did uh, in the 2021 finals run. And that's what we sorely missed last year. And I think if he can bounce back and do that again this this season, hey, that's a big, big, big thing. That's huge. Sorry, Chad. I don't know how to read. (laughs) I told you it wasn't me. (laughs) Anyways, uh, look, I I agree with you. I think the thing – I think people have to accept that there will be some ebbs and flows in games with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. The game previous to the to, to the closeout game, he had nine nine points, eight rebounds. Like you gotta He didn't play as many minutes no, though in I that game. I think he played twenty two. But I think you have to understand that may be part of this and that you just kinda have to accept some games will be like that. But on a team like the Suns, especially offensively, you can afford that this year. Mm-hmm. You've got a big three, you've got a bench that could be a potent offensively, as long as, as you said, Sully's locked in on the defense and he can rebound, I think that that's what, what you're going to need out of him. And some of these games that have been flow have to be all right. So, <laughs> Can we just uh, acknowledge it real quick? <laughs> Hello, had a really funny uh, comment in the chat. said, Emma and Shane with the same problem, dot, dot, dot. Sad. Shane's dyslexic too? I didn't know. <laughs> just, just, you know, reading's no, hard. I'm not dyslexic. I just don't pay attention, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It's just a little tough. I read um, the first sentence of what Espo sent me. I'm like, okay, good. I got it. <laughs> can we get this graphic? Yes, you can. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then you know the two of them are going to come to training camp having played in multiple games now together. And they were putting in the work. Like there were there were no nights off, it felt like, for the two of them as far as the hustle goes. Uh, they're going to come into training camp in really good shape already having had uh, found some of their legs for the upcoming season. I know it's a solid month break between now and then, but still. Um, And then, of course, the thing that we continue to talk about with these two throughout this was the chemistry. They've gotten to know each other well. They've gotten to play with each other, find both chemistry on and off the court, which is going to be important for them because we'll probably see Eric Gordon a lot late in some of these games this upcoming season. And that leads us to our next question of who you guys think is going to be the biggest key for the Suns winning a title outside of the big three. Now, we're also going to extend this to outside of the big four and include DeAndre in because I think it's safe to say that outside of the big three, we're all going to lean majority of the time towards DA as being one of the biggest keys to this team's success this upcoming season. So outside of DeAndre in. Who do you guys think is going to be a very important factor? I'll let you go first. Honestly, if you even included DeAndre Ayton, I'd go with this individual over DA, and I think it's Eric Gordon. Okay. What we saw, uh, you know, with him on the Bah Bahamas is very much what we've come to expect from Eric Gordon: hitting big threes, hitting them from a long distance out, and being able to do that. But what we also saw in this tournament was Eric Gordon ain't done athletically. He had some big dunks. He could he had a step on some of these guys. I think there's an opportunity for him to show, showcase that again this year. But when it comes down to late-game situations, I think Eric Gordon will be on the court because he can get separation, he can hit those threes, and that was a big part of what this team was missing. He may not start, but I think he'll be with the big four to end games in most closeout situations because of how sharp of a shooter he is, the distance that he can hit it from, and the grit that he showed. He, yesterday in particular, 
carried the Bahamas on his back at the end of that game. The final three minutes were the Eric Gordon show. He hit three straight threes uh, to seal that lead for him. I think this guy can come in, be very much what they were missing last year, and surprise a lot of people who assumed because he was you know, out, out in Siberia in Houston not playing much with that bad team uh, and then got you know some minutes with the Clippers last year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people how good he is and what he's able to do for the Suns team um the only my only hesitation is saying Eric Gordon is just because that's a really small lineup um if you have Booker Beal and and Gordon and then obviously KD and DA would help offset that to a certain degree obviously but I just I would be afraid of you know a, a, a bigger small forward trying to take advantage of you know, Booker or Beal or something like that. So, but, but I, I do largely agree. I think as was on point with Eric Gordon, I'm going to go a different way. Okay. I'm going to go with KBD. Yes. And the reason why is because I think this team is not going to have many issues scoring and defensively you need, you need some dogs on that side and Josh Okogie can only do so much. And we saw that um, his length can only take him so far. And I think when you have somebody like KBD, who who's also versatile, has a little bit more length, a little bit more height, a little bit more girth, um, I think I think he's going to be a, a, a big time difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's where Frank Vogel is going to utilize him the most and take advantage of his skill sets. And so I, I think, listen, I, I think Eric Gordon is obviously he's he's going to be a major key to this team for sure. But. Um, I didn't want to go with AG, so I went the more difficult route, and I went with KBD because I think he's going to be equally as important on the defensive end as Eric Gordon would be on the offensive. I I agree defensively. My concern with KBD is last year was a bit of a mirage from a three-point standpoint. And what's going to happen is I think just like we saw last year in the playoffs, there's going to be guys open in those corners, and if they can't hit those threes late in games – that's going to be the downfall of this team. And Eric Gordon has consistently throughout his career been able to hit those. He shot 65% from deep in this tournament. Uh, you know, I think that at times that's why you'll lean more towards Eric Gordon because if you're not converting those wide-open shots, it's going to hurt you like it did in the playoffs last year. But I understand the but, defensive but, side of it too. But but I would say to counteract that, we can go all day with this. Uh, <laughs> but but, but, to, oh, but, to, but to counteract that is, you know, when you're talking about those guys that were open in the corner, you're also talking about a guy in Chris Paul that was not able to get to his spots as easily as he once was able to, right? Game two, it was good Chris Paul. Like you started, you, you saw him get into that flow and it looked like, okay, we could win this game. And then he got injured in typical Chris Paul fashion. Right. So um, I think with Bradley Beal, you're not necessarily dealing with that animal anymore. You're looking, you, you got three legitimate dudes that can do whatever they want on the court at any given point in time. So the corner doesn't become as uh, prevalent in, in those moments. Uh, and now when you start to get to the bench and, and, you know, rotations and stuff like that things change obviously but do you think vogel is going to play to the opponent like monty no. did no or force his own will because i no. think that could could depend on some of this too is what way does vogel want to lean late in games and you're probably right it's probably somewhat the defensive end because that's what he knows the best well, but we don't know his tendencies does he ride the hot hand a lot too could eric gordon force 
the issue because he's shooting so well from deep. These are things that we're going to have to learn what Vogel's tendencies are in those situations. Sure, we could look at the pass, but you really won't know till he has this son's lineup what he's going to do. Well, listen, I think they're both really good options. Eric Gordon, of course, talking more specifically like those late game type of situations down the stretch. To your point with KBD, he did shoot 39.4% from deep last season, a career regular season, 33.9%. So like you said, it was a big jump. We'll see if that continues this season or not. Um, but I think the fact that we've got KBD and Josh Kogi seemingly fighting it out for that fifth starter spot that maybe because more pressure is being added on them, their impact could potentially be a little bit greater than Eric Gordon's. But okay, sleeper, because I agree with you that those are the top two, right? But sleeper, Josh Akogi. If Josh Akogi can consistently find a three-point shot this if, season. If he can be a what? Knockdown three-point shooter, Josh Akogi. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. There you go, Shane. If Josh Akogi can become consistent enough especially with those open corner threes that you know he's going to see a lot of. They could, there could be a really tough competition between him and KBD for that fifth spot. We've already talked about it a lot. And I'm not saying that it'll be easy. He's got a lot of work to do. Maybe he did a lot of it this summer. I don't know. But I think it's a sleeper pick. I, I could see that because for the same reason Sal was saying, the defensive side of things is, is going to be important. And again, that's where Frank Vogel tends to lean, but he does have to consistently hit those shots. Mm -hmm. Just like my concern with KBD is that's my concern with Josh Akogi too. Sure, we saw it at times, but can you put it together for this entire season? And can you be that consistent person? I still think Josh Akogi is probably in the starting lineup. He's probably the fifth starter. To start. But I don't know. Maybe to start. To start. I don't to know start to finish the season. the season. I don't know. To start the season, I think it, I lean that way right But that's now, the exciting but. part, that we've got a couple different guys who will make it competitive with one another. You're going to have to put in the work if you want to get the nod. I know you think it's KBD. I know <laughs> you've been on that. I just, on that so. I just can't see how they would be like, oh, yeah, let's roll with Josh Akogi out there. And I, I just – it doesn't make sense to me. Why would they do that? I think Gerald's argument that he's made on the show before, though, with this makes a lot of sense. You can't have Josh Akogi and Jordan Goodwin as your You're two your two guys coming off the bench because it, both of them at times can't shoot. So KBD with Jordan Goodwin probably makes more sense. But, again – this is all going to be things Frank Vogel has to figure out at, at training camp. I'm sure he doesn't even hasn't even kind of made up his mind at I this point. I want a little thunder and lightning out there. Why not? <laughs> Let's go with Goodwin and, and Akogi. Go. But Let's go. Why not? The, the chat's talking about uh, They're Yuta. saying we're sleeping on Yuta Watanabe. Nobody's sleeping on can Yuta. I, can I just say something? Yuta is such a social media like phenomenon. Oh, my God. It's, we love him. He's Okay. He's a... He's very fun. He can knock an uh, he can knock down an open three, mm -hmm. and he plays a little bit of defense. But I, why do people love him so much? Because he's really good. He's entertaining to watch. <laughs> KD likes him. He can play a little defense. He hits threes. What isn't to like? Yeah, this is I don't. Know. What, what, are you, what, are, what are you asking for? Reasons why we love Yuta? <laughs> Four points a game. He's a social media sweetheart. Like he's fine. People, the chat's gonna explode. They're on gonna be so mad. Yeah, right? yeah. Hey, he, I mean, he was an Atlantic Ten Defensive Player okay, of the Year. Now we're talking. All right. Those are the type of stats I love. <laughs> Mid majors get Shane excited. So. 
I don't know. <laughs> but I will say, um, I think there are, when you go and you look at all the different articles that have been written and the discussions that have been had about a lot of the guys that the, the Suns have picked up this offseason, there's a lot of times where the word underrated gets thrown around. And I really enjoy that. Like, I think you could say that about at least three or four, maybe even five if you wanted to, um, about the pickups that the Suns made this offseason, not named the big four, that a lot of them are underrated for I, what they actually bring, especially for the price tag that it took to get them here. I think that's fair, but I think we also have to be realistic and say they did take some swings. Yuta being part of that, I mean, he is a guy that has a lot of potential, has shown flashes, but can he put it together and be a true full rotational guy? KBD, is is his three-point shooting what we saw last year or what we've seen before? Uh, you know, Drew Eubanks, does he come in and is he this ultra-aggressive big that you need to fill the hole that, that Jock left? And could he be better than that? And how does he how does he stand up defensively? Like a lot of these guys, even Eric Gordon, does Father Time catch up to him with as many games as they're going to have to play if they make the finals? All sorts of question marks. There's a reason these guys didn't get 15, 20 million dollar a year deals. But out a of the couple game. of them could have. Not that much. Maybe not I 15, mean, but, but a couple yeah, of them could have gotten more than what they got more. here I, at the Suns. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's that's the case. But there still are some question marks, even though I do think a lot of these guys are underrated. They've got to prove it this year. Yes. I I, I don't know. I, I, I hear what Espo's saying, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a lot more optimistic than that. I feel like they're going to be who they've grown to be, right? Instead of like, oh, well, they've never proved it. Last year's the first time. Well, I think if you look at KBD, he's had a gradual progression. Um, and so it's not the greatest percentages by any means, but it has gotten better over the over time. And 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 even Pop acknowledged that he finally got to a point where he's gonna he he can find some years in this league if he's mm -hmm. if he's good with it. Cause at first he he wasn't looking so hot. He wasn't looking like he was gonna stay on an NBA roster for a long period of time. So um Yuda, Yuda is is the one that I think everybody's intrigued by because let's be honest, a lot of you didn't even fucking watch a lot of Brooklyn Nets basketball games until you found out Yuda might come. Then they went to go look at the highlights yeah. and the highlights sold them all right. Now but if, I you think watch, he's a if you watch, if you if oh you watch, oh my god, uh, this <laughs> that's why you know your punishment is you Listen. have to sing this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, you should sing um, it. Sing it, Espo. Sing Brian's comment in the chat. I'll tell Espo. you what I want. What I want. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I, I, I want him singing the actual song. Sorry. Um, anyway, so then, uh, but like in, in a full season, we're going to see what Yuta's all about. And yes. I'm excited because Brooklyn Nets fans and Brooklyn Nets peeps that have been watching him day after day. Um, they, they keep repeating the same thing. Like he's very underrated. Mm -hmm. Um, so for whatever reason, coaching staffs didn't use him as much as they could have. Let's see if uh, this one does. I, I like the reasoning that rock rock and Demike gave it. It's because he'll just hit an open three, which is great because the dude shot 45% last year. year. I mean, that's all the people want. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, did. we're we're simple people here. Don't miss the open looks that you had last playoffs, and we'll be happy. Um, two things. One, as much as I really hate <laughs> your ridiculous puns, Espo, I think that one might have been my favorite. The unicorn? <laughs> Not even kidding you. Yes. 
because it was more creative it wasn't low-hanging fruit i feel like it was actually a creative one so i I give you props for that not only that but you know uh, like you the man that's low-hanging the merch guy in me is like already thinking oh i'm just i'm just saying would would we put a unicorn horn on him yeah, uh, we we would make a unicorn dunk a ball. That's what oh, we would do. Shit. No three point shooting yeah. Un- yeah. unicorn. There's there's the possibilities are endless. Yeah. The possibilities are endless. Okay. So I just wanted to to point that one out specifically. Why is everybody putting uh, music in the chat? Because I don't know, but I really I really using you to. But I really I really want you to sing this. It's, it's so it's good. Music I'll tell you what basically. I want. Watanabe really want. So tell me what you want, Watanabe really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, you do Watanabe on the Phoenix Suns. There you go. I just needed to. That was great, Shane. I would have messed it up, so I'm glad you did it. Yeah, exactly. That was fantastic. And then the second thing was, uh, what I can guarantee you is not underrated, is watching Suns basketball when you've got some skin in the game on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. It makes things so much more fun, especially if you uh, copy us and have a little competition with your friends as well. But the BetMGM Sportsbook app has a ton of awesome things for you guys. So make sure you sign up today and make sure you're signing up with the promo code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live when you use that promo code to sign up. But for our Arizona audience, you place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Did you guys hear uh, that OGs and PHNX uh, cooked up some really awesome things last week? Did you hear? Were you paying attention when I read the ad reads? I I didn't want to acknowledge that because if it seems like we're in the back of the room fucking making drugs. We get a Winnebago somewhere (laughs) making making animals. We're in our mini bar just cooking up some shit. That's what we do here at PHNX. We push. You guys always make it sound so much worse than so what it's catch. supposed to be. Lids Let me try there. again. Let me try again. Did you guys hear about the really cool thing that OGs and PHNX have for everyone listening? Yay. Yes, Lindsay. Why don't you share it with okay. the listeners? Okay. Well, be- <laughs> being a PHNX listener just got a whole lot sweeter thanks to our friends over at OGs Brands. Right now, through August 31st, you can get 25% off. 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams at all Arizona locations of the flower shop. All you have to do is go to the flower shop, USA.com place an online order and use that discount code PHNX at checkout. Then you head to your nearest, the flower shop location and you pick it up. It's really that simple. And this deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it is only available for online orders that are picked up in person. And that discount code again, PHNX will get you 25% off and it's active only until August 31st. So make sure you act fast and get to flavoring light. 10 days left. So Max told me last week 
that he tends to not send our ad reads to clients, and I didn't quite understand why until just. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know why? I'm I think sorry. it's pretty obvious. I mean, listen, this is engaging. People remember these kind of ad reads, and I'm okay with that. Whatever gets the job done. We still need to bring back the ad read roulette. Oh, yes, it's we not do. gone. We just have to like. We just like to sprinkle it in here. Yeah, we just have to push it on there. That makes sense. Shane, you're here for the next two days after this. Yeah. Ooh, you want to do an ad read roulette with us, Shane? I would love to. How exciting. (laughs) Damn it. Tune in, guys. Can't tell you which one. It's either tomorrow or Wednesday, but we got an ad read roulette coming your way. Uh, We did get a super chat from Brian. Thank you so much. Said, Shane, you dropped this with a crown emoji. Hashtag new Riz King. Hey. Hey, uh, they're taking well, Shane, oh. Shane sang the song and you didn't. Yeah, True. because I would have. So, I tried and I couldn't read. Well. Somebody said I should have betted on uh, Shane O'Malley fight last night. Shaking my head. hey <laughs> No, bad. Uh, that was that was epic, just by the way. Oh, yeah. Throwing that that out was there. awesome. Anyway, back I to some basketball. I tried to tell Sean to pause. That's what's going to happen, but he did not believe You want to hear me. something tragic? I bet on O'Malley to have a knockout in the first 60 seconds or O'Malley to knock him out in the third round. Oh. And he got a 60-second knockout in the second round. <laughs> that sucks. But it was a good fight. Anyway, uh, listen, we got Devin Booker last few weeks, whatever, however long ago was the Paul George shade stuff. 180. Because now all of a sudden it's just all love for Devin Booker. Uh, first and foremost, this one came from Pat Bev of all Man, people. Couldn't believe this one. Talk about a shocker. I'm speaking of Paul George though. He was locking horns with Devin Booker. Oh man, again. They don't like each other or? I think it's just like a two guard, taller than two guard beef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously Book is, Book, Book can hoop. Book can do everything. And he, he look good doing it. Smooth, like. He go, you know. That's part he, of he it. Go, he, and he go like to go left. He like to like, he got a smooth, like, and it looked good. His shit looked good. Like him shooting the ball, his side, like he looked good. He doing it in Kobe's, like he looked good. And you know, PG is you know PG, but he veteran PG. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, you know, it's gonna be some love hate there. I I like it though. I, it's good for basketball. First, Damn. First off, did he raid your hat closet? What the heck was Pat Bev? I, I dug it. Um. Just don't be jealous I that some of us can pull off really cool hats. Um, I never thought I'd say this. Pat Bev is speaking facts. I know, right? I mean, listen, a, a Booker gets hate from some guys in the NBA because they're jealous. That's it. Mm-hmm. They don't like all the love that he gets because he's he's an assassin out there. Like he's just and he's developed himself so much over the course of of his career people didn't think he was going to be relevant. They just thought he was going to be a nice little side piece, but then he started coming over for the, for the main course. And that's, that's what it is. And guys like PG who can, who never seem to rise up to the occasion at the most crucial of moments, um, especially against Devin Booker, like can shut the fuck up forever. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about Paul George. Sorry, you had all your chances. You choked against the Heat. You choked against the Suns. I'm sorry, dude. You've had multiple opportunities, and you could never do it. You're not Devin Booker. Go ahead. Well, what what speaks volumes to me is the fact that Pat Bev was Paul George's teammate. Mm-hmm. Played right there. Watched Saw him, him choke in, firsthand. Wa- wa- yes. Watched him in, in practice. Saw that, and he went... 
yeah, he's just jealous. Devin Booker's better. That is everything you need to know. That that simply is Pat Bev saying, I've seen that guy uh, you know, firsthand, and I am not impressed. I've watched Devin Booker as a competitor, and I'm fully bought in. That speaks volumes as to how well-respected Devin Booker is, and it's kind of one of those backhands to your former teammate as well, which we know Pat Bev isn't afraid of doing that. Um, so is it bad that my initial thought was exactly what Priscilla wrote in the comments? LOL, but hold on. That was the second one. Priscilla said, Pat Bev just trying to secure a future spot on the Suns roster. Clown I mean, emoji face. That was literally the first thing that I thought. I said, wrong. okay, either Pat Bev and the Suns had some conversations this offseason and... Maybe there is a potential opportunity down the line. I mean, we did sort of jokingly throw out the whole idea of needing a little more grit, a little more meanness on this team, and Pat Bev maybe fits that bill. It, but that's exactly where my head went. I said, okay, Pat Bev, you make your case on how you can uh, somehow wind up on this Suns team with Devin Booker. No, I see you. No offense. I'm not mad. Pat Bev doesn't strike me as a guy that's playing checkers. I mean, playing chess. He strikes me as a guy that's playing checkers in a lot of things. He lets his emotions get the better part of him. I feel like this was just a genuine answer because he feels something about a about uh, you know playoff P there and not being able to get it done when it comes to Paul George. And he obviously has a respect for Devin Booker, probably because Book cooked his ass multiple times. So. I mean, Pat Bev is winning that checkers game though. Cooked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like this one just surprised me, but I'm not going to pretend that I pay a lot of attention to everything that Pat Bev says. Um, but I feel like when I do see Pat Bev speaking, he's usually throwing shade at people or talking trash, which is totally fine. I'm not mad at it. It, it was just very surprising to me to see Pat Bev give Devin Booker flowers. Is it, I get, it threw me for a loop. I mean, I get because of the individual, but this is... As we've said, Devin Booker is your favorite player's favorite player. Like, I don't think there's ever been a doubt that there's a great amount of respect from players towards Devin Booker and his game. I think it was always the national media and everything. And sure, Paul George threw some shade, but I think we always felt like, yeah, that guy there's was just jealous. There's a couple guys, though, you know? that you could say have never given Devin the respect yeah. that he deserves. And, and it's one thing to have that. It's another thing to say it out loud. Yeah, and it's the same guys that, that just... They have this weird like thing against Devin. Um, I've heard the same thing about Steph Curry. Like the same guys that are always like against those guys. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. And it's just true. Like I've been around you long enough that I finally know what you're saying. So. Tag team light skin, baby. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just a weird hater energy. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. But the cool thing is, is that a majority of the league respects Devin Booker thinks he's one of the top players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. uh, you've heard it multiple times this offseason. The guy's kind of coming to, to his defense, even though Booker hasn't said anything about that except, you know, a few tweet or a, a few Instagram posts here and there. That's 30, about it. 36 unbothered. Yeah. You know that that's not what that was for, right? No, I know. Isn't it, wasn't it about golf? Yeah. yeah it was a golf. <laughs> Supposedly, anyway. Yeah. yeah but, okay. You was can say it? that, but was it? Devin Booker is the king of, no, nah, that didn't mean what it meant. Like kind of 
wink, wink, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to play two rounds of golf. Maybe. 36 on uh, Listen, Brian's you just on. Want to tweet something and be like, no, it's not what I meant. I, <laughs> I live in Phoenix, but that's not what I meant. I was just in my, the, the salon. Uh, Brian is on a roll in the chat today. Brian said, Pat Bev redemption arc is crazy, LMAO. The camera moment with the refs made him goaded in my book. I will say that was one of the best ways to complain about a call to the refs I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, had that been anybody else, that would have been an elite status moment. It's just that Pat Bev's a Pat Bev, so he always gets a little bit of hate no matter what he does. But that was fantastic. You can't. I will not hear otherwise. Uh, Anyway, more love for Devin Booker. This one came from his former teammate, Chris Paul. What is one thing that makes each of these players so special? Devin Booker, DeAndre Jordan, and LeBron. Book, um, I think it's uh, his, not just his ability to play basketball, but like who he is as a person. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you guys get a chance to see um, the, the athlete, the basketball player, but I mean to know these people personally, to know him and how he is with his family. And, um, you know, and his dogs. Oh my God, his, his dogs. Dog, yeah, so his dog, Haven, his brother, Davon, but especially his sister, Maya, who is like my whole heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she is the most beautiful girl you'll ever see in your life with the kindest and beautiful, most beautiful heart. And to see him in those uh, moments with her, with his family is what made... I think me and book so tight, not the best. So I loved this because we hear a lot of positive things about Devin, the basketball player, but he is a very, um, I don't know what, I don't want to say secretive, but he's very protective. I think you could say about his home life, his personal life, his family, things of that nature. So it's not often that we get to hear this side of Devin Booker. Now we do know that Devin has been, um, really involved in community type things and charitable efforts. And we have, especially early on in his career, we did get to see and hear a lot of stories about him and his sister and his family and things of that nature. But we just don't get to see it that often. And when we do, it kind of feels like there's maybe just a little bit of, a, of hesitation, a little bit of guard and understandably so. But to see something like this from Chris Paul, who is not even Devin Booker's teammate anymore, um, the thing that makes him special and he took it away from basketball and talked about who he is as a person. Again, I just think that's a really cool thing but to that's, hear. That's what I'm saying though, is, is like, it, it, there's a reason why there's so many players that want to come and play in Phoenix with Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. It's not just because of how good a basketball player he is. It's because of who he is and what he represents and how he carries himself. Like he's got something about him that attracts a lot of people and a lot of basketball players wanting to come to Phoenix. Like, and you've heard it multiple times. It's not even just Chris Paul. Like a lot of other guys are like, you know, book off the court is like this, or he's like this. And it's always the most positive things like that. That's it's, it's tremendous. Um, You guys all know, like, you know, before games, like he, he, you know, he reaches out to fans. Like there's a couple consistent fans courtside um and i jenna, jenna he yeah, has yeah, always yeah. had a good relationship and, and, yeah with jenna and too. you know and he always gives her a hug and she's like mm-hmm. his biggest fan and it's just that's just a glimpse of of who he is and it's just it's just unique nowadays to to see athletes that are just they can be as big as devin booker but also 
understand how to make the the common person like us um, feel special. And that's a that's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah, I mean, this means much more to me what CP3 said uh, than than what we heard before because this is a guy that doesn't just see Devin Booker, the basketball player, out there doing amazing things, like Saul said. This is a guy that truly got to know Devin Booker, was unceremoniously dealt and traded twice in in a matter of weeks and could easily be bitter in some way. And instead, he's like, nah, this guy is a genuine guy. I, I enjoyed my time with him, love that he's a family guy. Uh, that speaks volumes. And to Saul's point, we, you know, we heard Bradley Beal talk about how Devin Booker, the guy, was part of why he wanted to come here and that his book nation and he respects that. Like it's easy for a guy like that to come in and have an ego and be like, Oh, I'm Bradley Beal. Like Mm -hmm. don't, don't fucking forget about me. But he even, you know, gave the tip of the hat to Devin. And this isn't something that just happened. No, we've, you and I have had the pleasure of seeing it firsthand uh, with the team and I'll never forget. and, And I talked about it before here, but the first few times I met this kid, there just was something special about him. Before we ever saw him do anything on a basketball court, you could feel the the gravitas this, that this 18-year-old kid had about things. And then you see him interact with people and, and just how much fans gravitated towards him before he, he got minutes, before Hornacek kind of was forced to put him in the lineup that rookie year. And, uh, you know, it was genuine too. Like it it wasn't, it wasn't forced. Like I'll never forget. And I I think I've told this story, but my final game, I'm kneeling down in the tunnel, taking video for so or photos for social media. He comes out, he's like the second guy coming out the tunnel. He points at me and he starts going, Espo's last game, Espo's last game as he runs out the tunnel. And like, what athlete does that kind of shit? Because he got to know people and he was a genuine person about it. And uh, and I think that's why people, in, in particular his teammates, very much do care about him, are impressed with him, uh, and and feel a draw towards him because he is that guy. Yes. Yeah, so I completely agree with you, Espo. Uh, Mike D in the chat said, reserved. And that's the perfect word for Devin. He does notice you. He knows who you are. He he cares about who you are. But he's so reserved that sometimes you don't really get to see it until you've been around enough. And then you have those moments and you're like, damn, like, that's dope. That's really cool to know that this person cares enough to know who I am. They're not going to be the most bubbly social butterfly necessarily because he's just naturally a little bit more reserved. But you know they're paying attention. They have compassion. They have empathy. They have understanding what you do in your job and things of that sort. And again, we don't get to see it that often, but it is cool when we get to hear about it, especially from somebody like Chris Paul, who you know that those two were probably um, tied as hell when they were both playing on the Suns. Well, yeah, and like Saul said, he was the reason, uh, Book was the reason CP3 came here, took that leap to go, you know what, this may be my final best shot You know, before things end, and I want to go spend it with Devin Booker in mm-hmm. Phoenix, which at the time sound ass, sounded asinine to everybody. Like, 
It's cool that in August, early August, we got drama around book, but now we're finally getting to see some other sides and we're getting love for Devin Booker. We love that for him. Uh, listen, another thing that we love for all of us. Circle is, K! But not just Circle K, Saul. Circle K's inner circle. That's right. I, I downloaded that thing last over the weekend. You can be part of Circle K's inner circle. And this is a new free membership program. And it's got a lot of cool perks, right? So you download the app, you sign up, all that stuff. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Damn. Uh, you get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. So like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. Damn. Like why wouldn't you become so you a Circle K's inner yeah. circle? Let's do it. Front. Like, this is perfect. And I bet you 20 bucks they're going to have little coupons within there every couple months, every few weeks, because that's just what Circle K does. And you're going to end up getting a lot of goodies all just for downloading an app. It's super simple. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Look at Circle K just stepping up their game. I like mean, I love best to see friend it. in your pocket. Exactly. Sounds awful. As if Circle K wasn't that. already our best friends, <laughs> now they're on a whole nother level. Um, listen. This one is an important one, so listen up. Uh, we're talking about America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, Factor Meal Kits. They are phenomenal, and they can help you feel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. That's right. You'll save time. You'll eat well. You'll stay on track reaching your goals. You're so good. Big fan of the Factor Meal Kits, specifically the shakes, like their smoothie yeah. shakes were by far my favorite Dude. thing because one, you get them delivered to your door so I didn't have to leave the house. Already A plus in my book, but they're so easy to just grab and go and they're actually good. Really good. Like yeah. really good. I had mac and cheese that they sent me the other day, like with roasted peppers. Ooh. Oh my God. 10 Ooh. out of 10. Ooh. That sounds bomb. And the best thing about Factor is that they have a bunch of different options. So no matter what you're looking to do or if you have um, dietary restrictions or whatever kind of lifestyle journey you are on. We're talking keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus. They've got a bunch of different op options that you guys can choose from. And they are fresh, never frozen meals. And they're ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat it up and enjoy. Yeah, my wife's gluten free. She has celiac disease. They send gluten free stuff because I put it in the request. It was fantastic. Uh, and, you know, so I was, I'm very excited to have them as a partner. Here. Yes, absolutely. They also have breakfast stuff and lunch stuff that you don't even have to use a microwave for, um, which is really nice. So head to factormeals.com slash PHNXSUNS50 and use code PHNXSUNS50 to get 50% off. Once again, that is code PHNXSUNS50 at factormeals.com slash PHNXSUNS50 to get 50% off. Um, Saul, are you okay? Uh, I, had little, I had some wood in my pants. And I was, <laughs> yo, Saul was struggling yo, through that. Yo, yo, you did, you did disgusting. Right? What are we doing? Oh, would you like to try again? God. It was like a, a splinter or there something. We there we go. Okay. <laughs> Which was made okay. out of wood. And what? it was like, it was poking me, so I had to get it out of my pants. <laughs> 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 all right moving on 
Uh, we also heard from <laughs> Damian Lillard recently, who happened to um, have been in town. He hosted a basketball clinic here in Phoenix, and Dwayne Rankin caught up with him and asked him about the Phoenix Suns. Here's what he had to say. Get his new big three in Phoenix. What do I make up? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely a big three. You know, you get Brad Bill, Book, KD. I mean, that's, that's a monster three, but... Um, you know, I, I think it'll be fun to watch. They'll win a lot of games, and the goal is to win. So, uh, you know, as, as players of, of their level, um, it just has to click. You know, they got to connect, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did click, you know. But that's that's the most most important thing is being able to, to click out there and to be able to work together towards winning. So it'll be fun to watch, I'm sure. As, for me, as a fan of basketball and the NBA, and for fans out there, I'm sure it's, it's extremely exciting for them. I'm going to bring Phil over. Uh, no big three jokes, all right? Um, so I, when I first saw this clip, I immediately thought, man, I wonder if Dame is kicking himself right now for not forcing his way to Phoenix, which was the rumors for many, many years sooner. Because... Granted, you probably wouldn't have Bradley Beal, which is okay if you have Damian Lillard. That's, I think, a pretty good trade-off there. Um, but there is a potential that maybe you could still have the big four, but with Dame Lillard in the point guard position. I bet you he is, looking back right now, wishing he had just made it happen sooner and not try to, stuck, to stick it out with Portland. He had his chance. He did, he did not take it. And... Uh... Listen, sometimes this league is a, is a league of missed opportunities. And when you don't take advantage of uh, the situation that you're in uh, or realize it, more importantly, and I don't think Dame realized like the situation that he was in. He was trying to be faithful to Portland, not realizing that they weren't really going to build something substantial for him to be able to win a championship with. And now it's getting close to that point where it's too late. And, you know, he's not getting any younger. He's running out of time. If he doesn't get traded to Miami this year, that's yet another season where he 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 could be lost. And um, I guarantee you, he looks at this situation in Phoenix and is like, "Damn, like probably should have done something with that when I was when when I probably could have had an opportunity to." But let let's be also be honest. At the time, who knows? Who knows? Like we could sit here and speculate, but a lot of these moves that have been made, you know, especially with KD and with. Um, uh, Bradley Beal have been since the new regime has taken over. Um, so who knows if if Phoenix would have even given what Portland wanted to get Damian Lillard. So, Yeah, I think Dame learned the hard lesson that sometimes loyalty is a one-way street. And with Portland, I feel like they strung him along. They mm-hmm. never really gave him a roster yeah. that was worthy he of his talent. Right they never went all in. They never made the kind of moves that would have put him – in a position to be a champion. And I I will bet over the next year or two, especially after he gets dealt, you'll hear him say, I should have done this a lot sooner. And Phoenix would have been a great spot for him. Even as far back as when the Suns made the deal for Chris Paul, he could have been the guy that mm-hmm. said, Devin Booker's that guy and I want to be with him uh, and made an all-star backcourt with him. But look, that's... That's sometimes you make those kind of decisions and you get screwed by them. And I feel like that's where Dame is realizing they got a big three book, got everything I always wanted. 
why didn't Portland do this for me? And now he's stuck in basketball purgatory where they're they're fighting against wanting to send him to Miami. That's the only place he wants to go. But the difference, and Saul brought this up at lunch, with Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard doesn't have a no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. So if Portland decides, you know what, we've got an offer that's better for us, they can say deuces and send him to freaking Utah if they want. They can send him anywhere they want and Dame will learn a real lesson then that you should watch out for yourself a lot earlier. Yeah. I and the thing is is the reason why this has a soft spot for me and just Dame in general, I've I've got a soft spot for him is because I feel like he's always, for the most part, been a class act. And he's always, from earlier on in Book's career, had really great things to say about him. And so continuing just the love that Devin is getting from players around the league, obviously he was really kind in his words towards the Suns, which, I mean, it's kind of easy to do at this point. But he also had that same sentiment when we were winning 19 games a year. True. You know what I mean? So I will always have a soft spot for Dame. And also because when you, I think when you look at Dame, you can kind of see like glimpses of what Devin has done for us, except for the fact that, the Suns organization is actually working their butts off to make sure that Devin gets what he deserves to have as far as teammates to play with to be competitive and potentially win a championship. Yeah. And so I respect the hell out of Dame for what he tried to do in Portland. I do wish he would have been selfish far earlier. And on the same side, if Phoenix wasn't putting their money where their mouth was and supporting book, I would be saying the exact same thing about him. Yeah. Like you do your time, you do what you try um, try to, you know, put a franchise on your back and carry them to the to the better place. But at the end of the day, at a certain point in time, you got to draw a line in the sand and be like, I'm not going to waste away here either. Dame's never been on a team that was considered a championship contender at the beginning of the season. That's point blank the truth. Mm -hmm. Like he got close. He got to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. But even that team, you weren't looking at them and you're like, oh, yeah, that that's that's the favorite or that's yeah. going to be a contender. No, you were just like, Dane's going to have to play out of his mind to win these games against the Lakers. And he didn't. And he was OK, but he, he wasn't enough to overcome AD and LeBron. Like, who is uh, especially at that time when they had like six months of rest? Fuckers. <laughs> well, um, who who would have even I mean, is CJ McCollum the best running mate he ever had like book would have automatically become the best player he ever played with if they had teamed yeah. up i yeah. mean yeah. you look at it and portland forget a big three i'm not even sure he ever had a big two there in yeah. portland it was him carrying a lot of the weight and then you know cj mccollum was very good but i wouldn't have say he ever got in the same stratosphere as dame and it, the chat brings up you know, Dame did get booked into mm -hmm. his first all-star game, but imagine if he had said that and he said, and I want to go play with him. Like that's, the, that's the step he didn't take. So. Yeah. So I mean, his iconic moment was hitting that shot over Paul George hmm, message. I forgot who, but somebody in the chat mentioned that there's a, like an 11 minute compilation of Paul George getting hit <laughs> by buzzer game winners. It's crazy. Oh, no. I also think Dame has a soft spot for book because they're both wildcats. Shout out Weber state, baby. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know, but I am throwing shade a little bit at the Portland Trailblazers organization just because Dame did right by you. And I'm not saying that you have to go and set yourself up to where without Dame, your franchise is in shambles as well. But try your hardest to do right by Dame as well. You know who else is throwing shade? You. No. you I know, but it didn't make sense because Shady Rays isn't throwing shade. They're protecting yeah. us. 
by they're, giving us shade. No, they're throwing shade out to everybody. You want you get a pair of glasses, and you get a pair of glasses. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work, though. <laughs> anyway, Shady Rays, fantastic product. We're talking gear that is built to last. Shady Rays makes premium polarized sunglasses. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. They also have a fantastic lost or broken replacements policy. So if that happens, which is an unfortunate situation, don't worry because Shady Rays has your back. That's for sure. Also, become a PHNX diehard today. You get a lot of great things for becoming a diehard. First and foremost, you get your choice of a free t-shirt upon signing up. You also get a dope little... a dope little box like you see here if you're watching on YouTube that um, has a bunch of goodies in it. Book's pointing at it right now. This yeah. is great. Delivered <laughs> right to you. Also, you get discounts on merch. You get ac- exclusive access to certain things. You get first dibs on events. And, of course, you get access to our Die Hard Discord, which is a heck of a lot of fun. So if you want to find out more information on what all you get for being a Die Hard and you want to sign up, go to gophnx.com. It's a lot of fun. Okay, best, so best money you'll spend this month. I have something special. Oh, really? For you guys, off the top of the show, we did have quite a few people asking us how Saul's barbecue was. So, <laughs> if you were watching anytime last week, you heard that Saul was making barbecue for all of us last Friday evening. Yeah, it was. Well, it was really good, and I just have to stall a second because it's still on my <laughs> computer. So. Well, let me tell you, Um, I know that when we ranked uh, barbecue on Friday, I heard about a lot of people were questioning our decisions, Espo. Well, rightfully so. You put Saul's meat as sus. So Uh, you did that. No, no. You and Emma set that up. I said it's elite. You tried to put Saul's barbecue in the same category as bologna and hot dogs sir no i, I at I least thought to no, no, have no. Saul's be reserved hold, in his own separate on. category you said sus i said elite do not try to you, say that you I po- tried to put I, bologna in the same I category i have been i have been anyway. praising Saul's meat for months now and none of you believed right. it till you got <laughs> it in your own mouth anyway wow. all i'm saying is that, i know a lot of people were concerned oh about my, my rating slash ranking of barbecue so you don't have to take my word for it here are the reviews of others how was it the best ribs and barbecue i've ever had i don't lie when it comes to salt meat it's good how is it this is my second plate and it's better how was it oh it's the best barbecue i've had in my entire life but i'm not even lying about that Lindsay, i've been waiting all day to get my hands on saul's meat and i finally was able to do it it's a great party and a great time and he's a great host what's the rating emma 12 out of 10 saul's meat chef's kiss <laughs> i didn't even know how to follow what just came before me i really don't want to talk about putting saul's meats in my mouth but i guess i'll just did how is it <laughs> so clearly the barbecue that oh Saul made for all of us was wow. absolutely phenomenal, and it made for some fantastic <laughs> puns that, of course, everybody here took full advantage of. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I appreciate everybody coming over, hanging out. Uh, it's a labor of love to cook for everybody, and uh, I probably will never do it again, but it was, uh, it was good. It was good. 
I can, without a single shred of doubt, say that it was 110% better than the barbecue in Las Vegas that we had. She admitted it. It, was, Yay. It, was, it was a pretty low bar to clear. <laughs> I, I didn't mind that place. I know you didn't, Shane. That's okay. I'm a simple man. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I will say this. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel Lindsay's genuineness because at the end of the night, I got a hug from Lindsay, and it wasn't one of those side hugs. It was a full-on fledged hug, and I appreciate it. Well, listen, I feel like if anything deserves a hug, it's if you cook a really delicious meal for somebody, then you deserve a hug. That's love. And with that, we'll say goodbye Um, because we don't need it to get too sappy in here. But we appreciate all of you guys for joining us on this Monday afternoon. We'll be here every single day this week. So plan to come hang out. Uh, Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. I'm not even reading what's ever in the comments. I'm just going to power through this. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo Espo. Take us home. Saul Bookman, the Wilt Chamberlain of barbecued meat. Oi, oi. Yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B, always on the job, my team move like the mob, turn the beat on, I throw it down like